Welcome to Real Estate Talk, where we share everything about real estate and home life. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's show, and be sure to rate and subscribe to hear the latest episode. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Talk. With summer just around the corner, I really thought it would be a great time to bring in our summertime fun expert. So today I have Joni Maskill, owner of Swimming Safari. She's in the house. So Joni's going to talk to us today about the importance of learning how to swim. I know that they start teaching, I believe, ages three months to adult, and she has a team of experts that will teach you how to swim. So no matter where you live, you know there's water around you, whether it's your own backyard pool, it's a lake, a river, an ocean, hey, even your own bathtub. So it's super important to learn how to swim. And because um, when I was reading up about uh, swimming safety, I saw that 76% of all drowning deaths in the USA are children under the age of five. So, hey, I'm out there. I'm an advocate saying, teach your kids to swim. And if you're an adult and don't know how to swim, you need to learn how to swim too, because anything can happen. So, hey, Joni, welcome to a real estate talk. Well, thank you very much, Zelda. This is so such an honor to be able to talk to you and find it, let everybody else know about uh, houses with water around them, because it's not just the pools. It's not the houses you just buy with pools. It's the houses that you all, you have maybe lakes behind you or retention ponds, mm-hmm. or you walk down the road and there's a little, there's a river. There's so much water in Florida. Think about it. The oceans everywhere. That's true. So, be so careful. tell me, how did you, um, we're, we are actually at Swimming Safari right now and looking at this huge pool and this massive facility. Tell me, what was the dream? How did this, how did you start swimming safari? (laughs) Thanks for asking. I started teaching swimming in my backyard, back up north. Uh, Neighbors would come over and just want to learn how to swim. So mom said, jump in there, Joni, and teach them how to swim. So I did. (laughs) And it started becoming a a routine every summer. I would teach swimming and then they started paying me, which was sort of nice. Even better. (laughs) I was an entrepreneur before I knew I was an entrepreneur. And I did that. And actually, can you believe until I went to college, until I got married, actually, until I was 25 years old, every summer I would teach swimming. I actually went to college, got a real job. I was born to be a teacher, obviously. It was just natural. And I came down to Florida because I wanted to get my special education degree, and I got a master's down here. I even put out signs teaching at the college in my apartment complex, taught there for a while. Then, let's see, we I, I had my real job of teaching for a while, then I got a job with Delta Airlines. I had a long life. And <laughs> then, uh, when I had children, my daughter needed a lifeguard again, needed a lifeguard for her troop. So I decided to go back and get my lifeguarding again. And I did that. I said, you know, I really like teaching swimming. Maybe I could do that again. So I started, put out my resume, and the JCA here in town hired me. And I taught there for many years. And then people would start asking me to teach in their backyard or the community pools. And I finally said I would. And after that, it was just people after people coming Because I think I knew, you know, by that time, after 10 or 12 or 15 years of teaching, I had an idea of what to do. But I wanted more education, so I went to a conference. I looked it up on the Internet back when it was early in the Internet and found there was a U.S. Swim School Association. And darn if my stepmother lived in the same town it was going to be held in Houston. So I went and attended this conference and found there were other people in the world that were adults teaching swimming. 
Because at that point, I thought it was only young people teaching swimming. I didn't know you could really have a business. And that just blew me away, and I just fell in love with it. I thought, I've got to start a business, a real business teaching swimming. And so I pursued. I started, my kids got older then. I started teaching them to teach with me. And I decided I wanted to have places all over town because people were coming to me from all over town. So they were coming to your house? They were coming to my house for a long time, but then... You know, I needed to get someplace on the north side or to the beaches or Orange Park. I was in Mandarin at that point. So we opened up, you know, 8, 10, then 12 places all over Jacksonville teaching swimming to to people because we wanted to give them quality swimming. Eventually, I wanted an indoor place then. I found a, a scuba diving shop, and I started running from them. But unfortunately, they went out of business two months after I started with them. Jeez. So I took over their lease, and it was scary, but we did it. We had so many people, but the pool was real deep, 14 feet deep. Sure, because it's for scuba. It was for <laughs> scuba diving. A couple years go by, they wanted to raise my rent, and I just couldn't fit any more people in it, any more children in it. So that was when my husband started getting on board. He said, okay, we'll go look for a place for you. And we ended up finding this piece of property. I've always loved this area. It was near a uh, taekwondo place, near a ballet studio, near a preschool, near Publix. It was just perfect, this piece of property. We bought it, but we did have to go through a lot of banks and a lot of people to... To, Buy into your vision? To talk them into. They want to, They said, what, you want to put a hole in the slab and fill it up with water? I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to ruin the rest of the place. They had never heard of a swim school. So I had to educate a lot of people for it. And we opened up about five years ago now. It's amazing, five years ago. And boy, it was so exciting. And now time. it's growing. So how do you get your instructors? You know, we are fortunate to be close to UNF. So a lot of people hear about us, and it's like word of mouth. One, one person tells another, one of the other students from UNF, they said, you got to come work at this place. It's so much fun. You get to go to work in your bathing suit and your flip-flops. You know, you don't have to be dressed up. And, and the people are, we, we just, it's how, how could not be fun with kids? Kids are just so much fun. And so let me, let me ask you about um, some of your instructors. So... Uh, moms want to bring their kids here and they want to know that they're in a nice, safe environment. What kind of um, certification or education do your instructors have so that these moms are feeling comfortable? That's a great question. I feel it's very important for these people to be trained. I know I did, would want it for mm -hmm. my own children. So we train this people we hire. First of all, we interview them. We do a background checks, of course. And then we train them for 30 to 40 hours in the pool, maybe even more. They're tested, um, you know, written exams as well as in the pool. They shadow people, but they're also tested. And if they don't quite make the cut, we keep working with them uh, and we keep getting them going. And we have continual trainings. People have been here about, we just had one this last Saturday from four to seven o'clock last Saturday night. They all came. So it's we, ongoing. It's ongoing training. We go to conferences continually. Mm -hmm. I take them for education. Uh, this, like I said, this is a real business. So people right. can really, they find, they think they're coming for a fun job, but really we train all our instructors as they move up the ladder. They go into other areas so that they know what the front desk does. They know what the, the pool pump, how the pool pumps work. They know how to test the pool. Uh, they know, 
you know, most of our instructors are lifeguard certified through the American Red Cross. Um, they're trained continually. We're continually. Trained. So when you when when you sign your child up, what what age groups do you actually teach? Yeah, uh, myself. Well, not you. No. Yes, sure. You or any of the, any of your instructors, you teach too. But yeah. in in general, what ages we do you work really with? Really, at four months. At four months, okay. And uh, we have a what we call splish splash baby class. But it's not just fun. It it is fun, but it's very educational, more for the parents because we want the parents to learn how to work with their child. We feel that ch- ch- the parents are the most important person in this child's life. They don't want to be separated from them. They want to be with them. And the parents want to be with them, too. It's a great bonding experience. We want. The so the parents, parents are in the pool with them? From the age of three months up to two years of age. Okay. Yes. And they learn how to do the survival floating. They learn how to put them underwater gently in a gentle approach. So you mentioned putting them in the water safely. What, are your, what is your opinion on these water wing things? Okay. I have my own opinion. I think I'm probably wrong, but I think they're horrible. But are, you know, but in certain situations, they might be necessary. If you have three children and you're trying to go to a pool to have fun and you want to, you know, keep everybody fairly safe, but you have to keep your eyes on all sure. of them. I feel like you can, what, what, what I see a lot of times is work out first, practice the swimming skills first. And then at the end, let your children just put water wings on just for carefulness. Be careful about it. Just for safety. But it's not the life preserver. But it's not. And parents will say, oh, they'll come to us and say, well, they've never had swim. They loved it. They can swim really well. But it's with their water wings. But it wasn't, that's not swimming. I'm saying that's not swimming. That's not exactly. swimming. So, so, what, so what are the things that you do in the pool um, uh, that a parent can do that y'all do here so that when the kids are in the pool, they're having fun and they don't realize they're learning to swim? Exactly. Exactly. I, I always love games. Games are really fun for the children. And, and getting sidetracked into thinking about something else rather than the fear of being in a pool, if that's scary to them. So you want to, like, there's cups you can get. Like, we get them from Ikea. We put little holes in the bottom of them or a strainer or something like that. Pour water over their head in the bathtub. I'll give you a little clue. If you see their eyes close as the water goes over their face, you know they're holding their breath. Because a lot of parents are worried. They're, oh, they're going underwater. They're going to swallow all that water. But if you see them closing their eyes, they're holding their breath, too. Isn't that interesting? That's a neat little trick. So tonight... Everybody who's bathing their children, <laughs> pour some water over your kids' head. And see, their eyes, too. <laughs> and see if they're, they close their eyes. That's so funny. So what are some things that a parent can do to boost their child's confidence when they're in the water? Yes. Well, certainly if you... We have here different levels. We have the children move up, and everybody's always wanting to get the move up star. Uh, I don't want a parent to come out and say, Johnny, you didn't kick hard enough, or you didn't do this. No, you got to say, Johnny, you did a great job. You did really good. And be specific. Johnny, I really like the way you kicked your legs. Johnny's going to go there in there next time and kick mm-hmm. his legs really hard and kick them the right way. Positive reinforcement. Right. It, you know, positive reinforcement is just the way to go. I I just can't see being negative, like, don't let him do this because he didn't do that. You know, we give out, we don't give candy at the end. Of course, I don't feel like that's correct. We give out stickers every time they get Kids love stickers. Stickers. Parents say they have it all over their window in the car or the kids have it all over their shirts sure. or their faces. It's it's just darling. And and we always give rewards. We Even if they if they move up a level, they get certificates. We've even partnered with Peterbrook down the road where they get some candy and they go right down the road to get a 
a nice piece of candy for them. There so you go. That's awesome. So are there some, so I would think that some parents would come and they'd go, there's a lot of germs in that pool. Uh-huh. So how do you maintain that pool so that there's no germs in that pool? No. That is so yeah. funny you asked that because my daughter, who I now have a 10-month-old grandson. Yay! She didn't, well, it wasn't she. It was her husband didn't want to put her in the pool. And, you know, because they're so delicate when they're first born. Mm-hmm. They're three or four months mm-hmm. old. Finally, he started at 10 months. He started this month. And uh, but, but our pool, especially our pool, has a UV system. All pools have chlorine in them. Right. It kills, the UV system kills all the pathogens instantly. Now, some of the outdoor pools don't even have that. They have chlorine, which kills a lot of germs, too, and the sunshine. But our pool is the pristine of the pristine of all the pools. It's just, it's just gorgeous. Like you said, you, you can see it behind you, and it's big and beautiful, beautiful blue water. It's, it's very, very How often clean. do you test the water? Oh, it get tested twice a day at least. Twice a day. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that's I would have thought once, but twice. Yeah, that's yes. it's clean pool everybody. Yes. So, safety tips. What are some good pool and water safety tips? The most important thing is to watch your children. We've heard so many numerous things. You know, children 2 and 3 years old are as fast as can be whether they're mm-hmm. crawling or walking. Mm-hmm. And you think I'm going to turn away for a second. I'm going to get on my cell phone. I'm going to go to the bathroom. No, you take them into the bathroom with you. Take, watch that child, especially around a pool. You don't want to be sitting there on your lounge chair watching and not being close to your child. You need to be within an arm's length of them, especially if they're under the age of four. I'd go even a step further. If if you have people that are at your house and you're the one with the pool, you need to be watching everybody's children as well. I'll tell you that when uh, an incident that happened actually to me, when we first built our pool, it was brand spanking new. I had a friend in from out of town from South Florida. So she's familiar with pools and everything, but she had a little boy. He was a toddler and she was catching up, but I was a new pool owner. So I'm surveying the area and sure enough, he went, slipped in, fell into the spa. Now I saw it as it happened and there was no way for that little toddler to get out. I jumped into action and grabbed that little kid and pulled him out instantly. But it just takes a split second. No, it definitely it does. What one thing we have in the school uh, swim school industry have started doing now is giving out these water watcher tags. I'll show you one in a minute, but or you don't have to have one. You just designate one person. When you have a party, you know everybody's watching the pool, but nobody's watching the pool. Mm-hmm. Just like you said mm-hmm. at your house. Mm-hmm. So you put this water watcher tag on around your neck or click clip it to you. You're watching for 10 minutes. You're not taking your eyes Great off idea. Pool. And then you give it to the next person to watch for 10 minutes so that you're sure that somebody is watching. You and I still would be watching. Yes, but, but you that still, other person is the, is the now the watcher. Right. That's right. a great tip. Because somebody might come up to you and say, oh, Joni, where is, you know, where do you get the sodas or something? And you, and you turn your around. eye and at the right. blink of it, I'll just never forget the little boy slipping into that water. It just, exactly. I was just fast, but exactly. it could have been a disaster. So how long, uh, let's say we've got a four-month-old to a toddler, so that's a big age difference even. But let's say a toddler, what's the average that it takes for them to learn to swim? By that, I mean, am I talking about yes. actually swimming I or to where you're actually comfortable that, you know, I mean, you're not going to leave your toddler alone. But what's an average... We time to know how to swim a lot. And, you know, when will my child learn to swim? 
Exactly. When he's ready. Right. Well, it just depends. Do you mean doggy paddle? Do you mean floating on his back? Do you mean doing the, you know, the freestyle? Do you mm-hmm. mean butterfly? What do you mean? You know, can he get across the pool? Can he? All those things go into factor. Go into this factor. So, uh, I'd say for each of our levels, it's about six months. And what we do with each level is we have broken down to, you know, getting comfortable in the water, to being able to put your face underwater, to floating on your back, to be able to do your arm strokes, um, breath control, endurance. I would think one of the scariest things for a child is just putting their head under the water. Sometimes it is. It is. We provide goggles if the children want them, but usually two or three-year-olds don't don't no. need them. Uh, okay. But but it it does get a little bit scary for them. But we, like I said, we use a gentle approach. We, oh, the princess is going underwater. Let's go underwater with him. We always play a game, you know, a game called Bob, Bob, Bob. You know the tune to uh, Bob, 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 We do that, getting our, we don't just do... It's not, it's not like my son said, they just threw me in the pool, right. which didn't really happen to everybody. I did not throw my child into the pool. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he remembers, but no, we don't. We make it fun, and the kids love it. They want to do it. They go, you know, we go look for the fish under the water. We have a tea party under the water. We, oh, how cool. We make it fun. That, that makes it fun. So when a parent is looking for a swim school, a swim instructor, what should they look for? Are there certain certifications they should look for, certain characteristics? What should they look for? What questions should they be asking? Another wonderful question. I would think, now I will tell you, when I had my children, I was not teaching swimming at that point. I had taught swimming. I thought, I love this, I thought paying more money meant that I would get the best instructor. And I drove all over town finding the most expensive place because that was where I thought was going to be the best instructor. You know, you have these ideas, these misinformation. And my child cried the whole time. And I thought, okay, he's supposed to cry. Well, obviously not. Your child's not supposed to cry during a swim lesson. He's supposed to enjoy it and have fun and get encouragement. So the question was, what was it again? <laughs> the question was, what do you look for when you're, so it's obviously so, you're not looking no, for the most expensive no, school. <laughs> no, call up first, maybe go visit it and mm-hmm. see if you connect with the people there. Did you like it? Did you like the people there? Are they interested in your child? Are they interested in talking to you? You want to see that they're going to progress. Uh, some schools just do like float on their back. Okay, you're going to learn survival, float on your back. But truthfully, I, I don't feel like that's enough. I get a lot of children here that have this survival thing. They're scared to death of the water, first of all, because they've gone in without their parents. And second of all, they don't know how to swim. All I can do is barely float in their Well, back. all those classes taught, and I remember because I took my kids to that when they were infants, so they wouldn't even remember those classes. It was basically, if you fall in the pool, you know how to flip yourself over and float until somebody rescues you, or to get to the side of the pool to where you can hang on. Right. That's what they taught them. But I think there should be more to it. Than <laughs> Absolutely. That. We teach, we do the same thing. We teach the survival float, and then Swimming to the wall, turning over and swimming to the wall. So you do both. Why not do both? Absolutely, absolutely. So you look for you look for places you're comfortable with, places that are clean, that are going to be doing what you, it could be outside or inside. Yeah. I would think a good thing would be show up when there's classes going on, so that you can see the actual kids who are in the water and the parents, and to see how they they're interacting with the instructors. How they um, are they are they crying in the pool, like you said, or are they enjoying themselves and how are the parents? So, right. is it organized? Is it 
Mm-hmm. Is it, do they have a structure? Do they do they seem to know what they're doing? You know, there there's yes things to look at. You feel it in your gut a lot. You just <laughs> took you were reading my mind. I was thinking you'd probably feel it in your gut. So yeah. that's us, us moms. We feel it in our guts. Yeah. So is there a proper? When I went into your pool area, it was really warm in there. So I thought I might get a sunburn. <laughs> So what is the temperature of your pool? Our pool, we keep it at 90 degrees, and the air temperature is within a couple of degrees of it also. We have control of both humidity, the humidity, as well as the air, which I think is really important. Yeah. So the children, if you're scared and you're cold, that does not work. And that's why everybody's trying to get their kids in swimming in May, but... Truthfully, the outdoor pools are not even warm enough yet. No, they're not. Mine never warmed up till July or August. It was ridiculous. And especially if you have a screen over your pool. It's yes. It's going to be warm. But, you know, by the time July comes, it'll be 90. That's what we're used to. That's in the true. Pool. But it's not just about the pools. We want safety because there are bathtubs. There are lakes. There's all kinds of things that you could accidentally slip into. You know, we do uh, safety weeks constantly. Also, May is like Water Safety Month, and there's the world's largest swim lesson coming up. We do that on a special day and International Water Safety Day. We we try to educate our parents as much as possible. Uh, you need to, and, and, and you're not going to go to a, an event because it's a water safety day. You're not going to because you don't think it's ever going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. But if you get just more aware of it, like yeah. when you had a pool, did you have a gate around it? Did you have locks on your door, low locks and high locks? The only lock I had were the ones that were required by the law. Your gate had to have a spring mechanism to shut it. That was it. That's not too safe, which brings me to a question I was going to ask you. Besides the safety latches that you need on your gate, what are some other safety features that one should consider for their swimming pools and things? Like I said, I have a 10-month-old grandson, and I have a pool in my backyard. I have... I have locks in my door that are low locks and high locks. That's a good suggestion. And I'm trying suggestion. at this point to get in the habit of locking, of locking them up. Mm-hmm. Because after kids grow up, you stop doing that. Also, yes, it's required to have a fence around your whole yard, around your pool. But that doesn't mean it's around the pool. That's right. So I'm going to get one of those fences that you stick in the cement. Mm-hmm. And it's mesh. And you have to lock They're very that. nice. I've seen them. Yeah, I think so, too. I've seen them in the million-dollar homes. That's brilliant. Right. And what else can they do for their pool? There's also alarms you can get. There's like a turtle you can get that's in the water. The only concern about that is maybe if a cat's drinking water out of the pool, he might have it. There's covers you can get on the pool. Uh, But watching your child is the most important. That's the most important. Maybe cameras outside. That's true, too. I never thought about cameras. But but the the child fence, the barrier, the alarms. See, what we're doing with safety around here is we're teaching the children it was so cute. One of the mothers wrote into us the other day and told us their child, they were, they were at a friend's house and they all wanted to go swimming. And she said, no, I can't go swimming. I have to ask my mommy first. I uh, loved it. Wasn't that I great? Loved it. Yeah. And if we could instill that in the children, you can't go swimming without asking your mommy or adult or, or the swim teacher. And we do that too. When they go into the pool, we always ask them, are you allowed to go in the pool yet? And they you know, they'll decide, look mm-hmm. at, are you there? Okay, yes, mm-hmm. I can go in. We also are teaching them to do safety jumps. They lo- Kids love to What's be a safety the jump? They love to jump into parents' hands. Well, that's not safe. I mean, parents are not always going to be there when they jump in. So we teach them to jump in, either turn on their back or jump in and turn around and swim back to the wall. 
And that has been wonderful for the kids. They really could swim a lot better than just swimming one direction. It's, it's worked really well. Well, these are some great suggestions and ideas for swimming safety. Um, Joni owns, again, it's called Swimming Safari. This is located in Jacksonville, Florida. So um, bef- before we sign off, I want people to know how they can reach you, Joni. All right. Our phone number is 904-260-1836. We also have a website, www.swimmingsafari.com. We're off of Hodges and JTB in Jacksonville, across from Ruby Tuesdays and next to Publix. There you go. We're open every day of the week. We're open till 8 o'clock at night on the, during the week and uh, till about 4 o'clock on the weekends. That's perfect. So don't forget that's how you find her. Now, I wanted to ask you is, um, I just lost my train of thought there for a second, but what's next? Is, is this it? Are we going to franchise here or what do you, what's, what's in the works? That's funny. We were, you asked, we were just looking at some more property. Uh, we would like to expand in the Orange Park area. I have a lot of people that come from there. Of course, there's a lot of traffic around five in the afternoon. Do you have some national ideas? Are you going to go national? Well, let me just stay in Jacksonville. I'd, if I can get two or three more swim schools in Jacksonville, I think I would be really, really happy to. Like I said, I'd love to get swim schools in all parts of Jacksonville because there's people coming from all over uh, trying to learn to swim and try to stay safe. We have adults, too, so... And I also want to mention special. I was going to ask children. you what you. I knew that you taught children. Now, don't you have schools that practice here or something like that? I think I had heard one time. Sometimes we do. They might come and we'll have a camp come and have swim lessons as well as uh, some free time. Most people, though, we really are packed teaching swimming. Teaching swimming to you the. Know, and some we used to have aqua aerobics, but we really have no time. Some people want to do physical therapy here. No, we don't. It's like you'll have to go somewhere else. I know. (laughs) They're too busy teaching your children. They want to do laps, but we really have just swimming lessons. That's what we have. We have adults and special ability children. That's my passion because I majored in special needs Mm -hmm. a long time ago, but they're still my passion and and all ages, three through 93. (laughs) Well, this has been great. So again, it's called Swimming Safari. Uh, give them a shout out if you want to sign your children up for some swimming lessons for this summer. It's probably booking up very quickly here. So um, this is Zelda with Real Estate Talk. And so until next time, we're signing off.